and in the wee hours of dawn, when the world needed them most, they returned. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Dude What Cool Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Rockstar. That's right, Daniel Rockstar back with another wonderful episode of the Dude What Cool Podcast. Where have we been? It's been a hiatus. I know, it's been uh, quite a while since we've seen all your lovely faces and that you've heard our our schmexy voices. Uh, (laughs) But we've been working hard through this uh, crazy thing called the world and the, st- the state of the world um no it's been it's been insane man we've been all working we've all been just going through life just like you guys have i hope each and every one of you are doing all right uh you know old listeners new listeners to the podcast uh, i thank you for taking your time to listen to this this is going to be a quick uh, little episode just kind of bringing it back right getting back into the groove of things uh, so what to expect with this uh, revamp of the show? So the show is backed uh, is is now back. I'm bringing it back. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, I stumbled upon words and it happens. Uh, but what 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 to what to hear from us? We're gonna go through Marvel Phase Four and so far where we're at in Phase Four, and then we're talking about Doctor Strange Two. We're gonna talk about the shows on uh, Disney Plus and all that, how they've been. We're gonna give a good uh, Star Wars recap as soon as I finish up uh, the Boba Fett show. I didn't see anything of it, but of course, things have been put around everywhere, so you can't really avoid it. Um, but I'm looking to bring some of the uh, of the guys back from you know previous episodes and stuff, so we can talk about it. And we're going to talk about some Spider-Man as well, because uh, I have a friend of mine, you know, good old uh, David from past episodes who <laughs> wants to talk about uh, certain actors and if their their uh, iteration of the, uh, you know, the web crawler was uh, good or no good. So let's see how uh, that's going to go. I'm excited to see uh, how we do those episodes and I'm more excited to have you guys listen to them. So. Let's just go right into it. Uh, speaking of superheroes and such, the Batman, Batman, he's coming in around the beginning of March. Robbie Patty's coming in with his iteration of the Cape Crusader, the 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 Great Detective, uh, the Batman. Um, what do I think? Do I believe the hype? You know what? I'll believe the hype. I'm gonna give a big old thumbs up to the hype behind Batman. I think it'll be interesting now that they're uh, gonna throw the Riddler and Penguin in there at the same time. Catwoman's gonna have her deal, but I kind of don't want them to tread over like the same stuff. I I, I kind of have this feeling like this is gonna be a more like grimy type of. It's not gonna be dark because I think it's a, what PG thirteen. So they're not they're not pulling the trigger on that. They want as much people, uh, as many people to see this movie as possible, uh, given all of the. Uh, the excitement and the record-breaking box office returns of Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, no, they 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 want DC wants to make its, its money as much as possible too. So, do I feel like Robert Pattinson is going to do a tremendous job? I say yes. Now, does this movie have me hyped for what it's got uh, planned? I don't think so, because. I think it'll be a solid movie. I don't think it'll be as great as like, oh, is it going to be like the best Batman movie ever? I don't think so. 
it's this is a Batman that, if I remember correctly, he's like in either year one or year two of being the Batman. So I'm hoping he's gonna commit more uh, mistakes. I hope he's not like this perfect being because it's always about the mythos of Batman. You know, it's always about Batman can do no wrong. He has everything predetermined. He already has it all figured out in his head. He's a great detective. You know, that's fine. I've liked Batman. I'm not a big Batman fanboy, but I think he's uh I think he can be a little too OP because I feel like it's too convenient for him to like find out everything beforehand. It's like, come on, dude. Like you're you're not that perfect. You're just a guy. You're just a guy with the technology, right? Just like Iron Man was. But anyway, let's not get carried away. But I think with the solid casting that they have, Robert Pattinson is really shown to be a very visceral emotional dedicated actor he could definitely bring that to the table but of course it's always got to be behind a good script if the script is not good and his monologues ain't good and the way his performance comes off as screen does not come off as believable then we'll have some problems right uh zoe kravitz i believe is yeah is selena kyle and i think she'll do fine uh, they're going to go off the love interest again with her and uh, Bruce Wayne. So, of course, that is expected because, you know, Catwoman and Batman always coexist together. They can't, you know, and I it's been a it's that type of romance that I really don't care about. <laughs> but I mean, I get it. They're going to they're going to do that for the people that want to ship that. Whatever. Who, who cares? Who cares? We're there to have a good time. I just hope it's a good popcorn flick. And Andy Serkis as um, as Alfred, bro, Andy Serkis could go down in history now for being a part of so many great uh, franchises. And the guy is just killing it. He's he'll do awesome in it. Um, Colin Farrell looks really like unrecognizable in his penguin makeup. So I, I just know they're going to do they're going to do great in some areas. I just hope that is not as cringy and there's some things that don't come off as edgelordy like uh, I'm vengeance. OK, <laughs> that's just me. I've never been a crazy Batman fanboy. I just have it. Look, when when we're talking about the legacy of Batman, I've always feel like the whole thing with Batman has always been the same. Right. We got to talk about he lost his parents. We got to show everybody how he lost his parents for like the ninth time already. We got to show that he's good on his own. He doesn't need anyone else. And I'm just like, dude, like he has companions, you know, like he's just a hard ass. But he has had companions. You could you could have given Ben Affleck a companion. Like, oh, they did, but see, they, they like killed them off or whatever. It's like they never really, I don't think, at least to my knowledge, I don't think we ever got to any of that regarding Ben Affleck's uh, Batman. But I digress. All I'm going to say is, in my opinion, the, the whole Batman mythos has been played too much. That Like, OP. That's how I want to say it. He's too OP. He's too ridiculous sometimes. Uh, I have enjoyed some of the Batman movies. I'm not going to lie. Michael Keaton did a good job as Batman for his two movies. I always felt like the aesthetics of um, Tim Burton's Batman have been some of the best that have just kind of flown off the, you know, the comic book in terms of just what Batman could be as ridiculous as it is to look at. Now I still hold that in the special place in my heart, especially like the George Clooney Batman bad, terrible, but it's a guilty pleasure of mine, dude. It, it, those Joel Schumacher films are just a delight to go back to because they're so campy. They're so out there. 
are they the best Batman movies? Absolutely not. But they had something. And I feel like the Warner Brothers were more at fault for letting it get as bad as it did because they wanted to make the merchandise sales, because they wanted to put, you know, they wanted kids to buy all the merchandise. So it's like, of course, they were going to go campy. They were going to go ridiculous. Oh, they're, you know, this what was it? Batman and Robin had like, you know, five different costumes and they went in all these like vehicles and stuff. Dude, you go back to the merchandise of what that movie brought out and you'll just be appalled at how much stuff they had. Anyway, by the time we get to Batman Begins and the whole Christian Bale trilogy, I feel like it was definitely more grounded, but I know where there are the naysayers that say, oh, they could they could have done a lot better. Um, personally, to me, I feel like Dark Knight, of course, is the best one. I have my issues with Dark Knight Rises. I think Batman Begins was okay for what it was. It wasn't bad. It was fine. Um, but for me, I don't think Christian Bale did a great Batman. I think he did a better Bruce Wayne, but he wasn't a good Batman. Uh, it's it's weird. It's it's weird. <laughs> like I could never explain that right because I feel like uh, some people think, oh no, he was a terrible Bruce Wayne. I think he played off the whole being rich and being the Playboy millionaire way better than he did playing off like Batman because of the whole voice thing. That's just that's where I feel like they did the improvement with Ben Affleck where. I don't feel like he was a good Bruce Wayne, but I feel like he was a, a better Batman. Now is his uh, iteration that much like better? Do I want to say he's the best Batman? Not really. I just think he comes off the the comic book page of where where it was being adapted really like much better than previous iterations. Now. I think Val Kimber's fine, by the way. He 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 was good. Of course, he just had one movie, so you can't really the same as George Clooney. They're like they, they were there, right? Hi, Batman. I'm Freeze. <laughs> no, sorry, I said it wrong. Hi, hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. <laughs> God, I'm not gonna hear the end of that one. Anyway, so moving along, right? Do I think uh, the movie's gonna be fine? It'll be fine. It'll be okay. It's not gonna be anything crazy. Um, but the DC movies, I will bring up this, right? We've had Peacemaker come out. I watched the first episode. I love that John Cena is just killing it with this role as playing Peacemaker. My my concern is now I feel like the superhero content that's being put out now is just the shift that they've done from movies to TV shows. I feel like will you know decrease the quality of certain effects and certain battles or whatever we end up getting. Um as crucial to the plot points or whatnot, like whatever big like action set pieces or anything like that, whatever we get in the movies will be played out in the TV shows. But I know for a fact, they're not going to be the same because it's just, when it comes to budgets for TV shows, they're significantly smaller than they are with, uh, with movies. So th that's one part, right? Another part is I don't think certain, shows or series require like a full 10 or 13 episode seat like seasons right i feel like you could just get away with about six or five i know star wars has done that a bit with mandalorian and whatnot i'm not sure how many boba fett has had because i haven't seen boba fett i really could care less what happens i've seen people post about it and of course you'll get spoiled with stuff that happens but it's interesting right like when spider-man came out there was barely any spoilers people actually shut up about it because they didn't even market it. But with Boba Fett's like every single week, it was like, look at these, look at that. Well, like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't really get it. Like, 
people just don't know how to shut up anyway that's a that's a whole other topic for another day but yeah so the shifts onto the streaming platforms have also gotten these actors to really renegotiate their contracts because after what happened with black widow it didn't have that much uh going for box office right but that was because it was on disney plus so with it being on Disney Plus, ScarJo got screwed out of a you know bunch of money, and they you know they settled for what they settled and whatever. But check this out: now that they're doing more of the TV approach, uh, they know for a fact that they'll have to maintain their series more on Disney Plus or on streaming platform than they will doing it on uh, the movies. Why? Because check this out. Uh, Shang-Chi didn't really do that much in box office returns. Um, the Eternals wasn't the juggernaut that they were hoping it was going to be because it had the all-star cast. It had, you know, all these other things with introducing more stuff to, to phase four and all that. So it's like, dude, they were not, they were not thinking that, Oh, you know, just be on the TV show. be fine. No, they wanted this stuff out there. They were thinking they were going to make millions with it because it's Marvel. Marvel can do no wrong, right? Eh, that didn't work. Now they have to just scramble around and be like, well, what's going to work? What worked? No Way Home. Spider-Man, No Way Home. People call it Nostalgia Bait. You know what? It was a good story for what it was. And the Nostalgia Bait that was there, especially what people you know ended up seeing i don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it i mean it came out in what december y'all had time it's gonna be march people it's gonna be march but anyway for that time that these guys get together to face the you know the big baddies in all honesty the thing that everyone has fantasized about and wanted to see happen on screen was only for the duration of what 20 or 30 minutes it happens really quickly so besides all the nostalgia bait and everything else that's happened, it was still presented on a good story. Tom Holland's uh, iteration of Spider-Man has been now complete. His arc is just perfect now. Um, whereas I've had my criticisms of the home trilogy, I felt like it did end on the note that they were aiming for. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, and he's technically the one that has suffered the most, like people have said. So I, I like I like what they've done with it. But now for the movies <laughs> whatever new they want to bring to the table they're just going to throw it right on the streaming platform and for whatever else they want to do regarding the movies now that we have doctor strange 2 coming up dude they are going to want they are going to want to throw in all this nostalgia bait i'm telling you with the whole multiverse thing they started with loki now they went with uh multiverse of madness for doctor strange 2 it is going to be insane Right. And people could just speculate. It's just off speculation. Right. Oh, we're going to get X-Men. We're going to get, you know, Fantastic Four. We're going to get Tom Cruise, Iron Man, bro. It is good. All the stuff that people are speculating from it is just going to be wild. And they've also had some leaks, apparently. And now I would say proceed with caution, folks. Proceed with caution. These leaks of uh, what was coming out with Doctor Strange 2. And when the trailer came out for the Super Bowl, I'm not going to lie. It seems like a good 70 to 80% of those leaks might be correct, in my opinion. Did I end up just thinking it's right? I hope they're wrong, but I ended up looking at it because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that sounds hilarious. And if they end up doing it, then guess what? It'll be satisfying for the people that want just some craziness. Do I think it's necessary for where Marvel is at? Absolutely not. I feel like they should build upon the characters that they have, but they keep introducing all these new people, right? These new characters through all these TV, uh, the TV shows they've had on Disney plus. And now they're one of, 
do what more side content this side character is getting a show you're getting a show you're getting a show you're just hand doing handouts like oprah bro like it's ridiculous and on top of that just the endless amount of content we already get on as is i still haven't even watched witcher season two so it's ridiculous i need to like schedule some days off to catch up on all this shit like i swear <laughs> but i don't know i i think the whole multiverse thing doesn't work on for me personally. It doesn't work because the the issue that I have with the whole multiverse thing is I feel like the stakes are just gone, right? If you're looking at a certain iteration of Doctor Strange, right? If you've seen the trailer and then, oh my gosh, he's facing an evil version of him. And then, oh, there's another version of him and another one. It's like, dude, <laughs> why should I care? Why do I care? Like, there's just so many things that are at stake now. What feels like is at stake, right? Because you'll have this timeline, that timeline, this character, that character. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna be too convoluted and too weird. It's like gone from the days of like the Infinity Gone, the the Infinity Saga, right? Like, it was straight to the point, and yeah, there were other things happening, but it concluded beautifully with what was Infinity War and Endgame. And now it's just they're gonna take their time. I want, I want Galactus to be a part of this, but at the same time, with everything they're pulling out of their ass to just be like, look at the multiverse. Like, I don't know. At this point, just just join the ride and just be like, all right, cool. Just don't make me feel like I wasted money coming to the theater. At least that's how I feel like. But then there's people that just stay home and watch it anyway. So right, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I just want entertainment. Don't give me this whole like, oh, this we are, you know, like Eternals was hilarious to me because it just felt like it was taking itself way too seriously. And I'm like, guys, lighten up, just lighten up, have some fun. And for the minimal amount of comedy that it was, I didn't even laugh, bro. It felt it honestly felt like a DC movie. I'm like, this is Marvel's first DC movie. That's how I felt. But anyway, before I go off on a rant on it. I- like movie by movie. I'm going to save that for the for when we do the phase four stuff, right? But moving on from that, moving on from that, uh, the actors, like we talked about before with their uh, contractual obligations and, and just what their, you know, their contracts consist of, of, you know, signing up for these movies and all that. We can't lie to ourselves and it's not to get political or crazy, you know, in that subject in any way. But recently, uh, news has come out that um, Evangeline Lilly, this is literally as, as, as recent as recent can be, was uh, calling out Justin Trudeau on the whole thing revolving Canada and the uh, mandates on the vaccine mandates. Now, folks, let's just be honest here. Marvel, Marvel and Disney do not want any of these actors getting involved in anything controversial, anything insane, right? She's not the only one. We've had Leticia Wright, which uh, I hope I said her name right. I I, I rarely have heard her name <laughs> and like when we're talking about these movies and stuff. But she is the one who plays Shuri for Black Panther. She's also uh, rumors, of course. Just take, you know, don't take my word for it. Just take a look and, and see because the rumors have been out there that she's also criticized uh, mandates and just uh, on set rules and stuff like that she was injured earlier last year i think so they had to postpone but regardless we've had a couple actors now taking a certain stance on things politically disney does not like taking those things they don't like any of that so is this gonna affect 
their contracts in any way? I believe so. Uh, but again, we don't know where exactly this is going to lead to. Uh, do I think actors should go out and say stuff politically? Look, everyone's got a right to say whatever they want. I just feel like personally, if you don't, <laughs> you you got to know the consequences you're getting into, right? Do I think she's going to just rely on Marvel movies for the rest of her career? Absolutely not. She's been in other things. So this could be something that could, you know, give her some backlash. And this could be something that might not do anything at all. Who knows? Who knows? But she went out to say what she did. Uh, she, she said what she said, I mean. And, of course, Twitter could not have been a more uh, <laughs> insane cesspool of what it is already. Uh, the reactions to it have been nonstop, to say the least. So that is what's going on now, of course, between their criticisms of stuff going on in the world and their contracts revolving, um, you know, whether being in movies or on the streaming platforms. It will get interesting, folks. It's going to get really interesting, and I can't wait to see uh, what plays out with it. Now, talking about Evangeline Lilly, she's been in like things like The Hobbit and, and stuff like that. Where well, I don't remember The Hobbit too much. Speaking of Hobbits, <laughs> we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings real quick and the Rings of Power. Do I think or do I believe the hype of the show is real? In all honesty, I feel like people that want to see it are going to want to see it. People are, are going to hate on it already because images have come out. I think from Variety, it was that put out images. Um, this is something that I did not know. So apparently Amazon did buy the rights to adapt certain things from Lord of the Rings, but it was not it was not the uh, the main story or the Hobbit. Apparently this is uh, the appendices of the book. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Why would you spend all this money on just the appendices? But anyway, they cannot adapt from The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings main stories. They're just adapting the appendices, which just covers vast amounts of time, uh, whether it's wars or battles or, or, you know, any major events like that that takes place off screen or off the page, whatever. Uh, they're able to do that. So do I think they're going to take certain liberties with it? I mean, let's be honest. The Peter Jackson films took its liberties where it could, right? Uh, so there are a lot of enthusiasts that came on to say that they didn't like Peter Jackson's uh, version of Lord of the Rings. And that's fine. That's fine. Do I think Amazon is going to do an insane uh, turnaround with theirs? It's possible, but we're, the show's not out yet. So... I don't know. I can't really comment on how I think this is going to play out. I just wanted to bring it up because I know honestly, I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think about the Lord of the Rings uh, show that's coming out for Amazon? I think it's going to be a high budget, uh, you know, graphics might look, you know, graphics. Uh, it's not a game, Danny. It's um. It's a show, but the, the the visual effects on it look pretty neat for what I've seen. There was somewhere I'm like, eh, but in all honesty, it's a TV show. What, what am I going to expect? This is what I said earlier. T the TV budgets uh, are significantly smaller than they are for movies, but Amazon just tends to do its own thing. So we'll see. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. I think I'll be uh, surprised by what they decide to do. Now, I think they announced the season two already, but I mean... I don't know. 
it, it's it's always something because people come out and say, see, they gave it a season two. It must be great. It's like, uh, it's not always the case. Sometimes they got to make their money back somehow. But uh, but yeah, so I think uh, Lord of the Rings, it's interesting that that it's being made into a uh, into a TV show rather than a movie. Uh, it's interesting in, in the sense that I feel like it, it would fit it more, right? Kind of like what Game of Thrones did with just kind of covering uh, a whole book in like 10 episodes. That's definitely different from Lord of the Rings. But because um, Game of Thrones was never really finished. Song of Ice and Fire was never really finished. So we're kind of taking you know apples to oranges here. But Lord of the Rings, I feel like they could cover a good amount of time and just let things play out. However, if they have in the whole, like just the appendices to go off of who knows really what they're going to cover besides the ring of power. So let's just, or rings of power. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know. It's gotta be, it's gotta be kind of like, I don't want to thumbs up the hype, but like, I'll just kind of play it in the middle there. The thumb doesn't go up or down. It just stays right down in the middle. So, all right, just to kind of cut this uh, episode a little short, I'm going to talk about some things I've checked out and what I've streamed lately. So, ladies and gentlemen, off of the recent streams that I've had, uh, there's this phenomenal game called The Artful Escape. Now, some of you may uh, recognize that title if you do follow me on Twitch. Um, I normally streamed it, I think, probably around Tuesdays or Thursdays. So, But I streamed this one, and I had one go at it. It's only like a you know four- to five-hour game phenomenal music phenomenal visuals the story itself played out beautifully it takes uh place i don't know what the exact time period is i want to say it's probably like 70s or 80s kind of but it does this whole like space utopian like crazy sci-fi mixed in with beautiful rock music and it's just like the space opera and, and and it's so it delivers it beautifully. It takes it, it starts with a kid that you play as that he has a famous uncle. And as he's playing uh, this music, he's playing folk music. He has a famous uncle who's a musician. He was a folk musician and he was just revered and just, you know, made famous in his town. And everyone's expecting him to kind of take up that mantle of like, oh, you know, you'll be just like your uncle. But the thing is, he doesn't play folk music really well. Instead, he just shreds on his guitar like a maniac. So you play as this kid. And as you're just going through these different places, you end up encountering like these like weird alien creatures or whatnot. And they take you to space on this crazy like journey. Right. It's like a trip, dude. It's it's an insane acid trip. But you end up learning more about yourself. You customize your character in the ways that you can customize your character in the game you end up finding your identity and you pretty much have this wonderful story of like self-fulfillment um and just that 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 whole thing of just discovering who you are i think it was a beautiful beautiful game i recommend everybody to go try it out it just came out in september it wasn't i don't think yeah it wasn't that long ago um but it's available on playstation on xbox on pc if i'm not mistaken it's called The Artful Escape. It has Lena Headey in it, Carl Weathers. Um, and, and if I'm not mistaken, uh, what's his name? Mark Strong is also in it as well. So phenomenal voice cast. They all did a phenomenal job in it. It was beautiful. Artful Escape. Please check it out. Another game I, I did uh, stream recently was Solar Ash. I have not finished it, 
but man has it been a great game to play i love the visuals of it it's also another little sci-fi uh game it's kind of like a platformer so you you just play as this character ray who goes around and she's one of those like uh runners so as a runner you're pretty much just kind of like going really fast and just going you know scaling all these like buildings and landscapes and all that and you're taking care of like this virus that just kind of plagued the planet a bit and through wormholes and black holes and all that so as you're like clearing up all these areas you're encountering these like tight and uh what is it like these titan monsters and like grotesque beings and like little by little you're like scaling them it's like a pl- puzzle platformer so you're like connecting the dots and all that on how to fight them and the music on it is wonderful it's got these synthesizers and these like crazy good soundtrack i i recommend it solar ash a phenomenal phenomenal game i've checked out and i don't have it yet but i've checked out horizon uh, forbidden west that game looks beautiful as you can tell i'm a guy who loves visuals over anything else you give me good visuals dude that's that's it i'm sold on the game i don't care but uh it's come out recently i think it came out on the 18th if i'm not mistaken so yeah it's it's just recently out i cannot stop watching it it is really cool all the the playthroughs i've seen and some of the glitches too have been (laughs) they've been great they've been hilarious and and honestly i can't wait to to play that once i get my hands on the ps5 because you know that's gonna happen soon but anyway (laughs) rising forbidden west is another fantastic game random news i'm gonna leave y'all with this random news of the day Kanye West has beef with Peppa Pig. Do with that information what you will. Apparently, he came out on Instagram with a story <laughs> about uh, having beef with Peppa Pig uh, with like a whole list of other people and things that he has beef with. So who knew? Who, who freaking knew that, uh, you know, famous rapper Kanye West would have beef with Peppa Pig. But here we are. This is the timeline we live in. This is the timeline we were given, and we just got to go through it. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, once we start bringing out more episodes, I will be uploading them. Some will be video. Some will be just audio. But regardless, I'll keep you all in the loop. Thank you guys so much again for any amount of the support. Uh, you guys are fantastic. You're wonderful. You're one of a kind. Don't let anyone change your mind. Uh, again, check us out on Spotify. Check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to. If you just want to listen to this on the drives home or working out, wherever. Uh, hearing some of the feedback of a uh, few people when I wanted to bring back the podcast has been positive. So I'm glad. I'm I'm very happy that people actually kind of care about these discussions but i'll definitely have more people on we're gonna get some of the guys back and new ones as well from uh the wonderful people i've met uh on twitch and in the my little twitch circle of friends so yeah guys i hope you have a fantastic day or night wherever you are and thank you again for watching the podcast this is dude what cool podcast episode eight this is daniel rockstar signing off <laughs>